Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies. Welcome to the Manchild Podcast Sports Edition. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay, and we're going to talk a little NFL football week four, and I'm going to get started off with none other than the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Zach Wilson (laughs) making his comeback, his first game of the year, started on a little rough against the old Pittsburgh Steelers. But boy, did he finish strong with the comeback victory, showing why he was the number two overall pick. The guy knows how to win. The guy knows how to lead a team in the fourth quarter. We'll figure out those other three quarters, but the Jets are on their way, boys. Uh, Kenny Pickett made his debut in that game. They pulled Mitch Trubisky out of it. He looked okay. Uh, I looked at a lot of the highlights, okay. and uh, he had bad stats because he had three picks, but... I was, I was about to say, like, look, he was 10 for 13, okay? And the only three p- passes he missed just happened to be interceptions, okay? So <laughs> don't but, be so harsh. The, look, inter- the interceptions he had, the last one was just a Hail Mary at the end, so that shouldn't even count. But the other two went right off of his guy's hand. It's true. And it's oh, true. defenders. And uh, Jack Wilson also had one of those, those for one of his two picks, went right off his guy's hands. Um, I just... I wish they wouldn't even. I wish they give receivers interceptions because I hate it when they cause the interception because they can't I, catch I a ball. The, the the thing I really liked about that Kenny Pickett debut, which I was, if Tomlin didn't want to start Pickett, I was going to support his decision. But what I love about it was you got to see uh, Kenny Pickett come out and he he wanted to play. He was slinging the ball. He was uh, throwing it well and. Um, I was not happy that he stole some rushing touchdowns from Najee Harris, but at the same time, it was good to see a Steelers quarterback that can, you know, run a little bit. Cause I guess I was so used to Ben Roethlisberger if that wasn't happening. Um, but, uh, I think if you give Kenny Pickett some time, get him a full week where he knows he's going to be the starter. Um, I think you can actually, uh, plan on having him, uh, perform pretty well. Listen, the, the Steelers got, they got a good team around him. They were a playoff team last year. They have, they have the capability of doing something if he is okay. But the one thing you got to remember with rookie quarterbacks, even if they get that week, like you just talked about, other teams also get a week now to look at him and figure mm-hmm. him out. And I don't know if you ever watched, they don't play the Patriots next week, but whenever Bill Belichick plays a rookie for the first time, it seems like he's always the one who exposes that rookie and figures them out. And everybody just, follows that blueprint but somebody will figure little things out then you play the chess game every week but but, they uh, already figured out how to stop kenny pickett it's his tiny hands man they're just (laughs) no matter what he's gonna that that spin on the ball that's why the receivers can't catch it it's the little tiny hand spin and they're just like what is this yeah yeah But uh, very as a Jets fan, I'm very excited. We're two and two. We are not last in the division. That belongs to the Patriots, which makes Oof. me very happy. Uh, Ooh, it's been a long just, time. Uh, let's just segue right into that game. That was the fourth uh, 
Packers won in overtime, 27-24 against the New England Patriots. Um, honestly, what a strong showing from the Patriots going against a team that should have dominated them, in all yep. honesty. Uh, I, I honestly, yeah, I honestly thought the Packers were going to uh, run up and down the field on them, and I thought it was going to be a blowout. I mean, if you didn't have uh, Brian Hoy- Hoyer or Billy Sapa in the game, maybe would have been more competitive. I mean, that last, I caught the t- tail end of that game and they're pinned in their own end zone. They got to get out of the end zone and they run the ball three straight times. So, you know, that right there is they're saying we're not trusting this rookie quarterback to throw the ball out of the end zone or in that area. So they just went straight into overtime there. They didn't even try to win towards the end. Then in overtime, they're just going to get it going and the Packers got the last field goal. Yeah, their defense, the Patriots' defense looked phenomenal that game. Uh, they didn't stop the run very good, but they did really good against the pass. And I thought Bailey Zappi for the Patriots, he looked okay for being a fourth-round yeah. pick, third-string quarterback. He held his own going in there. That game could have imploded right there. And and he he didn't make mistakes. He drove him down the field okay, um, which is what you got to do to stay in the game. But uh, Aaron Rodgers just too strong. Should have won at the end of the game. His uh, rookie receiver, Romeo Dobbs, dropped it in the end zone. But uh, better days will be ahead for him. He'll learn from that. But a uh, uh, fun game to watch. Yeah, another. Hey, I don't want to watch. cut us off here, guys. But uh, uh, if we're talking sports, uh, we have got to we have got to come over to uh, the uh, Yankees game, and we need to interrupt <laughs> everything you want to do because we need to watch and see what a judge is going to do here. So everyone, just be quiet and watch him. You know, get walked. No, yeah, that was a funny <laughs> gig all weekend. <laughs> Going to get a walk, and the pass is up. And ball four. And ball four over and here. This is why nobody Jones. watches baseball. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that I, I had to do it. That was one of the most annoying things. Like, and they did that during like these big college game day uh games, too. People are watching the college football and they just stop the broadcast completely and go over to Aaron Judge and the Yeah, Yankees. but if you get to watch a guy hit home run number 62. What a legend. I mean, Bonds only hit 73. McGuire only hit 71. Sosa only hit 68 like four times. He's fifth on the all-time list. Like, big deal. What a legend, man. I'm sorry the American League has never had a slugger at bat. I get it's cool, but come on, man. Like (laughs) It's ridiculous. If he hits it, cut during a freaking commercial or when there's dead time in the game and show him hit it. I mean, it doesn't matter to a football fan. If a football fan wanted to watch... Aaron judge at bat they would watch baseball they would be but I'm sitting here like how legendary was Albert Pujols climbing for 700 and they never did that for that like that's literally one out of four players to ever do it and they didn't do that but it's not 62 and it's not in a Yankees uniform that's the only difference so dumb all right that's enough about baseball yeah there you go let's go back to baseball though let's get the just kidding. Another fun game. Uh, CLC Hawks 48, Detroit Lions 45. Oh, what a high-scoring game. Is that just no defense on both sides, or what is going on there, man? The Lions, Smith. The, the Lions are the number one offensive team in football and the 32nd defensive team in football. And it they're one a, and three. If you play fantasy football, the Lions are your dream players because yeah. all they do – is throw and score, and they have to because they're behind all the time. So they're always playing at a high level, trying to score the ball. It's just great. 
I mean, I mean TJ Hawkinson had eight catches, almost 180 yards, and two touchdowns. Just what a beast game for yep. the Lions tight end there. The Lions that game were missing Amon Ross St. Brown, superstar wide receiver, their star running back, DeAndre Swift. And yeah, TJ Hawkinson picked it up on the receiving end, and Jamal Williams Dude, picked it up on the running say, back end. Tell, tell Jamal Williams he's not the superstar. 19 carries, 108 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. That's a beast, man. And then on the opposite side, Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 151 yards and two touchdowns. That was just, it was a crazy game. And Geno Smith, he was throwing crazy. Like he scored more points on my bench. I did not start Geno Smith. Well, Jay, who did you start instead? I don't know. Uh, how about uh, uh, Josh Allen um, and uh, Joe Burrow? Who would have thought starting Geno Smith would have paid off? Last year, I went to a game at Lambeau. I went to a Packers game, and it was Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a good game. You know, I was really amped for it. I think it's going to be a great game. It turned this punt fest. The final score was like, I can't remember, 17 to 3 or 17 to 10. Man, if I want to spend 400 bucks on a game, I want to see 48 to 45. I want to see these teams marching up and down the field and just doing these amazing plays over and over again. I don't want to see it, you know, out there punting and all this other stuff. Like, come on, man. But Detroit Lions, man, I just feel bad for Dan Campbell because I love him, but he might just be a better, better offensive coordinator than a head coach, in all honesty. Uh, first time ever a 48 45 score in NFL history, which is crazy to think about. Also, you know, Jared Goff is having a good season, and I contribute that all to me getting rid of him on my fantasy football team for him to finally <laughs> level up. I got him. You I held on to him for three, four years? Listen, I got him after the year that he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. He was phenomenal. I got him the year after that. He sucked for the next three years. I got rid of him. He's phenomenal again. I just I hate, you know, if you want to make a fantasy football player good, just get rid of him, and he's going to become gold. I, it happens every time. Or you can have my curse. And I started a fantasy football quarterback that I thought, hey, there's a, some upside this week. And uh, I, he ended up dying. That would be Tua. <laughs> so, yeah, I have the other curse where it doesn't matter who I start. I'm going to kill him. So I'm really glad I left Zach Wilson, you know, on the bench. Because if I put him in, Ryan, he would have been the one that died. Um, on a serious note. How crazy is the whole Tua investigation and everything going on there in Miami? They've already fired a doctor. The investigations are still going. I was kind of hoping Mike was going to stick around because uh, uh, he probably knows him from when he was with the WWE. But uh, Christopher Nowinski, um, who was a graduate from Harvard, super smart neuroscience, um, um, neuroscientist, he had concussions. That's why he... Uh, quit playing or quit wrestling with the WWE, but he tweeted out six hours before that game um, that uh, they that they should they need to reconsider it, not play Tua. And if they do, and he gets hurt, there's going to be lawsuits and firings everywhere um, because this is literally the type of injuries that ruin players. And sure mm -hmm. enough, what happens? Tua gets hurt, and so everyone's talking to this uh, Christopher Nowinski. He's been leading the charge on concussions since like 2007. And so anyways, um, just absolutely crazy. Uh, hopefully Tua is going to be, be okay. And um, they've already ruled him out for next week, which was pretty smart. And so hopefully he's just down for a couple of weeks and he does not have any of the major lingering head issues. 
Uh, yeah, that, I, that I, game, the Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. So the Bengals took the win on that and gave the Dolphins their first L on the season. Go ahead, yeah, Randy. I was following that guy's tweets uh, during that game, Jay. He had a lot of good insight on that stuff. I'm very happy that he's out next week for his health, even more happier that they play the Jets next week. So we have a chance to go three and two. And, uh, uh, and, and Mike he might maybe, be on top Mike, of the division after that. I also heard the uh, if the Dolphins went back in time, they would have allowed uh, JFK to come back in that game as well. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what doctor literally thought. Yep, we're just going to let him go through the concussion protocol. It's a back injury. Everybody he's already been Gross. fired. That doctor already got fired from the. He's already done. So yep, he's done. Oh yeah, damage control now, man. It's supposed to be. The I feel concussion like the, protocol uh, doctor is supposed to be an unbiased doctor that's not any relation to either team, but obviously. I don't remember the doctor's name off the Simpsons, but it's like, hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's who the doctor is for. I was trying to make a meme, though, when it happened. Like, once it immediately happened, I'm watching on the field. I'm watching him get carted off. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And then I'm like, oh, how, how, how can I make a meme of Will Ferrell on the office walking back into the office <laughs> and put to his face over there? And I was trying for so long to create that meme of him just speaking gibberish and trying to relate the dolphins but i couldn't get it right so i just didn't do it that like, oh, would this would be so funny that would have been so funny especially uh, to have them be like no he's fine let him go back out and play everything's fine it's like that yeah, as, as uh in that game as far as uh fantasy football goes jamar chase kind of another stinker t higgins uh he is dominating the season mm-hmm. for the Bengals. Yes, he is he had well one game where jamar chase went off t higgins was hurt that game everybody so um you may say Jamar Chase is the number one, but it's clear through targets and yards and production on that team. To me, T. Higgins is the number one receiver on that team. Tyreek Hill also had a great game catching for the Dolphins there. 10 catches, 160 yards. Yep, he is. they are getting him involved any way they can. Unfortunately, he'd have a lot more yards if uh, his quarterback could throw. Teddy Bridgewater could throw it down the field a little bit, but Tua has a weak arm and yep. underthrows him a lot. Um, I have Joe Mixon in fantasy in a few leagues, and he is one of the most frustrating players to watch because every time he ca- he carries the ball, he runs into the backside of the line immediately, <laughs> but he still ends the game with like 24 points somehow. Like he, <laughs> he gets like 25 carries for 32 yards and two touchdowns every game. It's just unreal. Talk about another game that was kind of lacking in defense, I think, was the Minnesota Vikings 28 and the New Orleans Saints 25. I mean, the receivers on the Vikings, man, Justin Jefferson went off 10 catches, 147 yards, and he also had a rushing touchdown. Adam Thielen, eight catches, 72 yards. I mean, Kirk Cousins must have just been slinging that ball. He only had one, one touchdown and one pick, but, man, to get 28 points and do it like that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, New Orleans is a good defense, too. So the Vikings did their offense came out that game. Uh, New Orleans was missing a bunch of weapons. They met their quarterback. Winston was hurt. Michael Thomas was hurt. Elvin Kamara was hurt. But everybody talked about how the Vikings should have wiped the floor with them. But Andy Dalton was a starter in this league for a long time. Took the Bengals to an AFC championship to the playoffs multiple years. He's a very good backup quarterback to have. Um, They still have... Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, two really good receivers. And Latavius Murray, Murray and 
Mark Ingram in the backfield are a formidable one-two punch, I think, still. So pretty even matchup, I thought. Uh, came down came down to a double doink at the end. Yeah. That was uh, crazy, the, man. The many, hit a that was a record 61-yard field goal. That was a record 61-yard field goal. He almost made in a double doink. Yep, hit the hit the side of the upright and then the front bar of the upright. If it would have hit, bounced just a little different, it could have bounced right in there. But very speaking unlikely. of uh, double doinks, the game of the week, the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets, man, what a monster Giants. game. Oh, yeah, New York Giants. What a monster game. Bears 12 points, Giants 20 points. I mean, whew, those teams just fight, man, whenever they yeah. go against each other. <laughs> Those teams are so ugly to watch. Giants so literally, ugly. I could literally play receiver for the Giants. They have nobody right now. I'm just going to give a tip for fantasy out there right now. If there's a defense going against the Bears, pick them up. Like that's the go-to defense you want to pick up this year. Pick them up. I yeah. picked up the Giants this week, and I forgot to put them in the starting lineup, and they would have got me like 26 points. Luckily, oh. my other defense got me like 12, but I was just like, oh, I did pick them up. Son of a gun. You know what defense <laughs> I picked up and started and thought it would be a good idea? Was the Detroit Lions, and they got me <laughs> minus 10 points. I'm no way. First, yeah, I'm probably going to lose my first game this week because of it. <laughs> Oh, oh bonehead negative talk about overthinking things. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, uh, I think Daniel Jones got hurt in that game. I think Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and, then I think and Daniel Jones Saquon. had to come back in. Daniel Jones got hurt. Tyrod came in. Tyrod got hurt. Got a concussion, and Daniel Jones came back in. Uh, you I know, mean, with with this two a thing and concussions, you're going to see a lot now. Uh-huh. When somebody goes down on the ground or they're even wobbly, they ain't going to let them play anymore. So well, the NFL is supposed to have a spotter that spots that stuff, and they pull those people out the games when they see them reacting like that. The NFL is supposed to have a spotter in New York or wherever they watch the games and do the re- reviews and stuff like that. They're supposed to have a guy who spots and calls into the games and says, hey, go, this guy needs to be looked at. I think they do. I think they did do that, and people look at him, but I think they let him in the games still back if it's even not that bad but i think with that bad publicity now and I, it felt like it happened over the weekend with hoyer tyrod so many people went out so fast and didn't come back and i think that's going to happen a lot now in fact they have a rule i think starting this week if they appear like Tua did two weeks ago and they get up wobbly like that they automatically can't come back yeah i agree and you know what? That's probably that's probably a good thing. I know these players want to keep going and they have that fight in them, but you see what what has happened to all of these players and you've got players committing suicide like at the age of 46, then they're testing the brain and the brain is like the brain of an 88-year-old with severe Alzheimer's and dementia. Like it's not good. So I I I'm totally in support of um them cracking down on the uh, concussion protocols you know one one more thing in that game is there is one player in that game who is dominating fantasy football and his name is saquon barkley and i think the man is back as a top tier running back um i was even on the fence this year and anybody that had him or if i had him if we should even keep him or get rid of him but he looks good he looks really good uh he's the number one back in fantasy this year so kudos to him I'll tell you what, I'm pretty impressed with, uh, you know, the only Cowboys to ever, the only Cowboy player to ever quarterback to uh, start his career 4-0, and and that's Cooper Rush. 
He looks good. He looks good. I Who? mean, Dak, Dak Prescott says he's going to come back in a couple of weeks. Cooper Rush is going to be Tony you know, Romo Jr. I think they played. <laughs> I think they play the Rams next week. So if Cooper Rush were to beat the Rams, yeah, I wonder if the Cowboys even think. Well, maybe Dak's thumbs well, hurt a little Dex bit worse. Still a little hurt. Yeah, maybe he's just a little more hurt. Well, if but, you don't have to rush him back, I mean, he had surgery on his thumb. If you don't have to rush him back, and Cooper's getting it done, let Dak heal up. Like, and the Rams look very beatable. Uh, they're losing to the 49ers. There's only two minutes left. Twenty-four to nine. The Niners have just dominated. They just picked him off and got a pick six. Like the Rams look beatable. And uh, that that Dallas offense, they just look. I mean, I know it was only one game with Dak, but you got a little bit last year too. They just look better with Cooper Rush. Like CD Lamb has never looked better than yep. he does they with look, Cooper they Rush. They look way more balanced with Rush. Like they yes. have a better game plan versus with Dak. It's do 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 what you want, Dak. You know. Yeah. We're gonna call a run play. I'm gonna audible out for uh, four verticals down the field. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna he's not hear that ball out. Or Peyton, Manning like with, used to, Peyton Manning used to do it all the time too, but he ain't Peyton Manning. Like I can't remember if it was like a season or two ago with um season or two ago it was like Dak wanted to get down so then he would just get all these garbage time stats you know like it's like oh we're down by 28 points now I can go out there and just start slinging this football all over and get a bunch of stats and I don't know I, I say in football you ride the hand that's winning and Cooper Rush is getting any ones you keep him in there that that year that Dak was doing that was when he dislocated his ankle and they they were their defense wasn't very good, and yeah, he threw a ton. He was on pace for like what did they yeah. say, like nine thousand yards passing and like six yeah, but touchdowns. All those, just... all those stats were in the second half, man. If yeah. you looked at it, yep, they were on that second half. Um, another game, uh, the Houston Texans and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers thirty-four, Texans twenty-four. Herbert looked like he was back to himself. I think they were winning twenty-eight to seven at half or something like that. 340 yards for Herbert, two touchdowns. Eckler had a couple rushing touchdowns. So Yep, Eckler was back finally. Everybody was ready to give up on him. I even heard on some fantasy circles ask people if they should drop him because um, he was doing so bad. But people, players like that always make a comeback. Uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers is supposed to come back that game, and he tweaked his hamstring again uh, in warm-up. He, so he, he always has hamstring issues. Yep, and uh, for the Texans – uh, you know, they were kind of out of that game, and I think the Chargers let up a little bit, so they scored 24 points. But Damian Pierce had his coming out party and had a monster game uh, for the Texans, rattled off a 75-yard touchdown run and two touchdowns, uh, well over 100 yards rushing. So he looks pretty good. But the yeah. Texans do not. <laughs> also in the running game, King Henry had another 100-plus yards and a touchdown, 24 for the Tennessee Titans, 17 for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, AFC South battle there. So Colts are now 1-2-1 one, and one on the year. Titans I'm just gonna are now 2-2. Two two. Titans look like garbage. Like, they can't do anything. Their stat That stat line for them looks so bad except for King Henry. Tannehill looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Receivers look terrible. Uh any, I don't. They come and beat the Chiefs last week, and then they can't beat uh, the Titans this week. It's just, it's frustrating. I think Jonathan team, Taylor got hurt that game. Yeah, he had right? a high ankle sprain. He had twenty carries for forty-two yards yeah. for Jonathan Taylor. Rough. Everybody's number one pick. Brutal this year. Uh, their offensive line looks terrible. Their defense looks terrible. Colts are not in a good spot right now. 
you know, it, it's it, it's interesting you you bring that up, but a lot I've been reading a lot of fantasy articles, and they're like, this is why so many people employ the no running back method because you draft these top running backs that are supposed to be doing stuff, and they they don't perform, they get hurt, and it's all these other players that end up, you know, the ones that you're drafting, you know, late in the sixth seventh rounds, they're the ones that are actually performing. That's not usually what happens this year. It's happening like that. So you can say that this year, but normally it's just interesting. I've never, I've never done that method. It's just when you, when you, when you do look at it this year, you just, it it makes you wonder. This year would have worked for you. Great. Uh, There's a couple of uh, best ball leagues that I always drafted a receiver first because best ball, usually receivers are better. And man, those teams that I went heavy on receiver, I'm dominating in every one of those leagues uh, because of that. Another game, looking at the stats here, looks like neither quarterback wanted to win the game, but somehow the Atlanta Falcons won 23 to the Cleveland Browns 20. Jacoby, no touchdowns, one pick, 200 yards. Mariota, only 19 passes for 139 yards, no touchdown. Seven completions. Seven completions. And they won the game. Oh, that guy is terrible. I mean, that's just kind of like, how does this happen when you look at it? If you drafted Kyle Pitts on your fantasy team, well, you probably drafted him very early, like in the third round or second, maybe even for a tight end. Yep. He's terrible. Just terrible. I think he had one catch for 25 yards yesterday. I I saw people take Kyle Pitts super early, even in front of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Wow. Man, he's so bad. (laughs) That Falcons team. I, they're scrappy. I'll give them that. Um, Cordell Patterson, he's got he, their old running back that they have. Uh, he got hurt during the game, so they're going to be rolling with a couple of rookies. That they, they actually both look pretty good. But uh, the Browns, their defense is—they didn't have Miles Garrett. Their defense was already shaky. Looked, and when you lose to the Falcons when a quarterback throws for seven yards, your defense is hot garbage. Speaking of dirty birds, the Philadelphia Eagles 29, Jacksonville Jaguars 21. Eagles are now 4-0, I believe the last undefeated team in the league. The last one. Last one. Once again, they did what Ryan said, the special, where they score all their points in the halftime, and then they just coast, but they had to score a little bit in the fourth quarter there, it looks like, to seal in the victory. Yeah, Jacksonville's not a terrible team this year. Uh, They look a lot better. Uh, Trevor Lawrence fumbled it a lot, though. Uh, I think he yesterday. had five turnovers, one interception, yep. and four fumbles. I don't know uh, if they G- were all turnovers. Five? Tur- no, no, he lost all he fumbles. Lost all four fumbles. Wow. He lost them all. And the Eagles, and that and was the, the thing was still that, that close. That's, that's the thing that confused me is there was five turnovers, and the Eagles didn't completely blow them away. Yeah, but 22 points came off turnovers, John. So out of their 29, wow. 22 was off of turnovers. Eagles defense is legit. Well, when you have five turnovers, I mean, 22 points is pretty doable. Probably only get a few more possessions besides that. But Eagles defense, man, is legit. They are very tough. Uh, and the Eagles, they didn't have to pass it that much yesterday. They ran the ball and they ran the ball well. Miles Sanders uh, dominated another good game for him. Buffalo Bills squeaked out a win, 23 to, against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, 20 in the game. I mean. John Harbaugh gosh. has to answer that question. John Har- Harbaugh has always been an aggressive coach, though. If you're in fourth I down, he's, he's going for it. Like, 
there's no question about it. It's John Harbaugh, man. But it's that that shows the amount of faith he had in his defense. Like yep. he did not think his defense could do it, so he he went for it. But I the don't problem think he's was watched a lot of game film on Josh Allen. You know, I, like the problem is, is you did it. He he went with it was like what fourth and one there. They're yep. right there at the goal line. He he does a pass. He's thinking worst case scenario is they're going to take over just right here on their own one yard line. Well, it's interception. And it's a touchback. So Josh Allen's getting it at his 20-yard line now. So total backfire on John Harbaugh, and he had to eat that crow. But like you said, he's always been aggressive. He's always been aggressive. Anytime you're fourth one, fourth and inches with John Harbaugh, doesn't matter where you're at on the field, he's going for it. Definitely he a game that's of the best, uh, best chance to win. He's always said that in his interviews. Definitely a game of two halves. The Ravens were up, I think, like 20 to nothing going in a half, and they didn't score another point the rest of the game. And then Buffalo... Uh, dominated the second half, so uh, pretty good performance by Buffalo coming back from that and and winning against a good Baltimore team. Yeah, the, the Ravens were up at one point twenty to three, and I don't know if you guys saw that Marcus Peters blow up at the, towards the end of the game, but man, Marcus Marcus Peters blew up on John Harbaugh, and I guess a lot of it is because he was just so mad at the play calling because he's they were up twenty to three. And he has that he doesn't understand why the offense couldn't do anything in the second half. Didn't score one point yeah. in the second half. Well, it's not that easy, Marcus Peters, when you're going against the Bills, who actually are a very good defensive team with a good coach named Sean McDermott, who makes great halftime adjustments. And obviously yes, that does. shows. But Lamar Jackson, he had a touchdown, a couple picks, 144 yards in the air, but led the team in rushing, 73 yards, didn't get any touchdowns on the ground. I mean, all Lamar has to do is figure out how to start catching the ball and throw one every game. <laughs> That's yeah. all he's got to do. Well, the, and like, do. like you said, though, you're playing a really tough Bills defense. I mean, his number one guy is Mark Andrews. He threw the ball to him five times, only two catches for 15 yards. Uh, last game before we finish it off with the uh, the great game from last night is the Cardinals and Panthers. Ooh. Uh, pretty ugly, pretty ugly game. Uh, that Baker is the, Mayfield uh, battle of Oklahoma quarterbacks, right yeah. there. And it looked bad, they both looked bad. Uh, Kyler Murray looked okay, but man, the Cardinals are brutal to watch, they're tough to watch. They they got the win 26 16. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked like hot garbage. Uh, they're already talking about they want the fans already want Sam Darnold. That's how bad it is uh, in Carolina. <laughs> well, and, here's the thing: before Christian McCaffrey got hurt, if you remember with Sam Darnold, the Panthers looked pretty good. And as soon as as soon as Christian McCaffrey got hurt, they were done. They couldn't move the ball at all. And I'm sitting here like Sam Darnold. I'm like, you've got a healthy McCaffrey. Go ahead and throw Darnold back in. He's going to manage the game better than Mayfield because Mayfield is garbage. McCaffrey, nine catches, 81 yards, touchdown. Um, He only had eight carries, but they were throwing the ball, and McCaffrey performed great, even with a sore thigh. They had like, I can't remember what the number was. I want to say it was like 12, but they had close to double digits in swatting the ball down at the line for when Baker Mayfield threw the ball. Just terrible. You know how uh, bad Baker Mayfield is? How bad, how bad is, he? is he, John? <laughs> the Browns are paying him like 10 plus million not to be on his team, not That's to be with bad. the Browns. They're like, 
just we'll give you 10 million to go play for that team like we'll, we'll take jacoby for 11 games like that is how bad he is man it's bad and the cardinals are just waiting for deandre hopkins to get back in a couple weeks and i think that offense will change for the better when he comes back we got yeah. one more game to talk about here though what do you got jay I I was going to say before we go to last night's epicness, there was one more, and that was Raiders getting their first yep. win. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Josh yeah. McDaniels getting his first W as a head coach of the Raiders. It's all looking up from here. They beat the best team in the league, the Denver Broncos. So. Let's ride. Bronco Nation, oh. let's ride. So let's, let's win, ride. baby, win. Go Josh McDaniels. Yeah, the uh, man, the Josh Jacobs for the Raiders looked – just dominated that game. They could not tell. They he had a run where his whole jersey almost ripped off because those guys couldn't bring him oh, down. Yeah. He looked really good. Twenty-eight um, carries, one hundred and forty-four yards, two touchdowns. Unbelievable. Josh yep. McDaniels went. Hey, this Josh Jacob guy is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, let's give him the ball. <laughs> Why don't you just keep handing him the ball? Let's just hand him the ball and throw it to Devontae, and we'll probably win some games. Good game plan. <laughs> hey, it finally good. worked. Devontae Adams finally got nine catches, 101 yards. That's what Devontae Adams needs. Yep, yep. Uh, the Broncos, they, I mean, I think Russell was probably one of Russell Wilson's better games, but they that poor guy, I watched that game, and that guy snaps the ball, and most of the time they're already in his face. He has no time, just like the running backs. Uh, Devontae Williams out for the year, torn ACL. Mm, that hurts. So uh, Melvin Gordon will be the next man up, and – Mike Boone behind him, but uh, Cortland Sutton was kind of a ghost yesterday. So I don't know that that division was supposed to be the toughest division, and the only teams that I, I think are any good in that division right now are the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs. Well, I mean the um, the rushing yards, the highest rushing yards yesterday for the Broncos was Russell Wilson, four carries, twenty nine yards. That's yeah, it. That's bad. the. That was the highest amount. Oh, they're paying him like what two hundred eighty-five million a year. I mean, paying him more than Lamar right now. Start running, boy. Yeah. But the last game was the Chiefs forty-one, Buccaneers thirty-one. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just out there playing backyard football, man, doing that little goal line shuffle with the little foot pass in the end zone. That was probably one of the most amazing plays I've seen all year. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen him. I mean, the fact that Devin White was the guy trying to sack him, he's one of the best defenders in the league, and he mm-hmm. did that spin move to get away from him and then just flick it then like you're a like, basketball then shot. You're like, into oh, the he's not going to score the touchdown. What? No, he's not going to do it. And he's just like, boop. Ugh. It was like he didn't even cock his arm back. That's the thing that was so weird about it. It was just like right right up here and just a little flick, flick so forward. He floated it. Like, floated it, yeah. I, like I, I, it. I was so pumped. Uh, you know, I'm but, so glad we watched that game. Before that game, Chris Collins was, you know, he's sitting there. Now, here's a guy that is so in the zone. He was talking about how Patrick Mahomes was just in the zone during warm-ups, and he said he's never seen him with that look in his eye, and he's just serious. He didn't see him smile one time, and, boy, did he come out firing. He had some of those throws he threw so hard in such a spiral, and it was unreal. He, man, if that guy played that every game, those guys would never lose. 
mean, Buccaneers gave the Chiefs field position, though, for to let the Chiefs get that early momentum. They had the fumble on the opening yep. kickoff that put them in great field position, and then yep. Tom Brady had that strip sack that put them in great field field position. I mean, they were finding a downhill battle after the second quarter yep. or in the second quarter, and and you know, once you're in that battle, you just start throwing it. The they only Buccaneers only ran the ball six times. They were down that much. Brady threw the ball fifty-two times, trying to get them back out of it. And and uh, you know, he actually had some pretty good stats besides that one fumble, uh, three hundred eighty-five yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But man, they just couldn't they couldn't get back up that hill once they dug that hole. Yeah, that Buccaneers team is a lot different team with those when their receivers are healthy. They're they're a dangerous team. So it uh, would have been a lot closer if yeah, if right away the Chiefs didn't get that awesome field position. But uh Bucks, as long as they can stay healthy, they're gonna be a really tough team. Um I don't think they're as good as the Eagles, but as long as Indian Indianapolis Colts don't figure out how to win their division at like you know three four and two <laughs> no kidding. or whatever, no kidding. Know, and the Chiefs don't have to face them in the playoffs, they they might take it all the way to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> oh my goodness! So flipping over here to the NFC West, the Rams and San Fran game is over. That is San Fran beating the Rams, uh, twenty four, um, twenty four to nine. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he had a 57 yard touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. Nice. Um, uh, Jeff Wilson ran well, 18 carries, 74 yards, a touchdown for the Rams. The rushing was seven carries for 27 yards. And that's Daryl Henderson, Jr. Cooper cup went off 14 catches, 122 yards. Matt Stafford Man. didn't throw a touchdown. Nothing. It was three field goals. That's all they got all day. Uh, 32 completed passes for 254 yards. That's only seven yards uh, per completed pass. So looks like uh, 49ers just just dominated the Rams today, took the offense out of the game. I don't want to say I think I know what's going on with the Rams, but I think I know what's going on with the Rams. And that's where in the middle of a terrible body swap comedy where Jared Goff has swapped bodies <laughs> with Matthew Stafford and Matthew Stafford is in Goff's body back in Detroit and Jared Goff is back in Stafford's body in Los Angeles and tell me that's not true after you're hearing this statement the funniest part is because they both came from, from those teams so team, yeah. it's just that's hilarious <laughs> but the NFC West now the Every single team. So, like, I, I need you guys. You guys obviously love football. You know it. I need some predictions here. The entire NFC West is sitting at two and two. The Rams are at two and two. The Cardinals are at two and two. The Seahawks are at two and two. And San Fran is now at two and two. So, what, what? I'm going to say the Rams will figure it out and take yeah. it, but the 49ers will be right behind them. It'll come down to the final couple games. I wouldn't count Arizona out either when they get Hopkins back and their schedule gets a little easier. I, I think they're going to go on a run. But I'm never going to put money on Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just for all you uh, listeners out there, I want to weep in my wallows here. I said I started Detroit's defense minus 10. Uh, the Browns' defense is my normal defense, scored five. 15 points, swing. <laughs> I just want everybody to know I lost by 13 points. um, Dandy Don beat me. Uh, This week, uh, real quick, we'll do a couple of fantasy free agent pickups. 
Melvin Gordon, if he's out there, is the guy you need to go get. He's going to be the starter for the Broncos. Uh, Mike Boone will get some work too. Uh, Tyler Algelier for the Falcons is the rookie running back they have. And I think the other, I won't look his name up. I think it's Chase Huntley is the other uh, running rookie running back that he split time with that game. Look at, make sure that's his name here. Of course, I want to look for the yeah. Falcons. There. Caleb Huntley. Huntley. Yep. Yeah. Um, those are the couple guys you want to pick up uh, going to this week. Everybody needs running back help. Um, that's who I got for you for that. You guys got anything else you want to add before we sign off? I think the Philadelphia Eagles might be legit contenders this year. They're going to definitely go above 500 and might be a double digit one. <laughs> bold team by the prediction, end of the year. John. That <laughs> is gonna a pull bold... it out there. Big John prediction right there. Put it out there. All right. Well, until next week, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.